2: Good morning. This is Rob Golfy with REMAX Escarpment, the Golfy team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin.
1: Yeah, we're live here on AM 900 CHML. We have a special guest in studio. We'll talk to him in a matter of seconds. Today, we're talking about everything you wanted to know about your home insurance policy that you didn't know, and not necessarily in the fine print. There's some pretty big stuff that you will want to hear about. Do you have a question for Rob? You can email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at at robgolfie.com we will answer it on a future Program. The website, robgolfi.com, R O B G O L F I.com. The phone number, 905 575 7700. All over social media, at Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram, and check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page. In studio with us this morning, Ralph Vitello of Tripemco Burlington Insurance Group in Stony Creek. Good morning, Ralph. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Rob.
0: Uh, pleasure to be with you guys this morning, and uh, I look forward to uh, spending some time with you. Yeah, this is going to be good research. We've, yes. we've had
1: some uh, great guests on the program uh, from all sorts of the industry, from real estate to home insurance to uh, home inspectors. Uh, mm-hmm. We've run the yeah. gamut, so it's, it's great yeah, to have absolutely. Frank I'm in studio Excellent. Uh, with us here. So let's talk about, uh, we've we'll, we'll got a list of questions here. Sure, We'll start with maybe this one. Are the rates different in different locations or how close the house is to a fire department and does that affect premiums?
0: Okay. So the answer is to both of those questions, yes. So I'll answer the first one. The show's over then. The show's (laughs) over, yeah. Okay. So the first question with respect to uh, are premiums different in different areas, Right. Uh, the insurance companies rate areas by territory. Okay. So territories are put together based on postal codes. And they use that as a measuring stick as to how that area is performing. So, for example, if you reside in an area that is older and is more... uh, Like North of Barton, right? Yes, like North of Barton, uh, that has had, unfortunately, uh, its fair share of sewer backup claims and water damage Mm -hmm. claims Mm -hmm. uh, due to the fact that the water, um, the infrastructure... Uh, the piping in that area generally seems to be on the older side. Right. Unfortunately, insurance companies have suffered some losses. So, unfortunately, the rates in some of those areas would be higher uh, if you compare it to a brand new subdivision that has, uh, you know, fully updated mm-hmm. uh, sewer and water mains. Uh, and you know, basically, it's about what areas are performing and what areas they experience losses in and that's unfortunately the only way the insurance companies can really measure a true way to rate and properly generate the premium that they need for your homeowners. Right. You know I, I know that some people will say well that's kind of unfair like I didn't you know I live in this area because you know this is where I reside and maybe this is where I can afford to live mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but unfortunately the insurance company needs to measure and they need to gather premium based on the exposure that they have, right? You
1: need the guideline.
0: You need the guideline, and, and that's like anything in life. Yeah. Uh, so, and and the insurance companies have paid some serious losses. Yeah, and uh, you know we we're very fortunate uh, to have uh, insurance companies. There's so many various insurance companies, and they all stand behind their product. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most importantly, though, you as the homeowner has purchased the policy, you have to know what you're covered for. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of that comes down to having a good relationship with your insurance provider. I'm an independent insurance broker. I've been an insurance broker for 28 years. If I can, I'm going to put a plug in for insurance brokers. Yeah, I do think, I think yeah. insurance brokers are your best partner. Uh, we work very hard we uh, we 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 uh, believe it's a privilege uh, to be able to provide uh, service to our clients. Uh, we know that insurance can be complicated and it can be uh, so different mm-hmm. uh, so we do our best as independent insurance brokers to guide you along and make you understand what you're buying
2: well, for instance, on contracts, we put down uh, a clause that um, th- there's an insurance clause in there so that they can go to their insurance company because uh we know insurance premiums are different in different areas especially sure. in the older part of the city mm-hmm. we do we usually put the uh insurance clause in because mm-hmm. but a lot of people that uh have that clause mm-hmm. in their contract they really don't call their insurance company they just uh, they just automatically think oh okay well my premium is going to be this much but sometimes like 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 Ralph saying in different postal code areas uh, they they are going to be higher yeah. and some, sometimes people don't move in. Uh, and another thing about insurance is uh, is 60-amp uh, service or even uh, knob and tube wiring. Yes. Yeah, th- yeah. Th- those are That's big difficult. factors. Very, eh?
0: It's difficult. It, it's, uh, that puts you into a different category of insurance when you have 60-amp or knob and tube. That puts you, what we call in our industry, a substandard market. Uh, And basically, you can get insurance, but the premiums would be relatively higher Hmm. in comparisons to properties that are fully updated with 100-amp service. Now, if we can just backstep here for a second, with respect to those areas that, you know, kind of are labeled as the areas that do have claims, because water really is the new fire today. You know, the biggest peril for insurance companies in the past was fire. Now it's water, and it's 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 so common. The uh, majority of the claims that come through are water damage claims. Now, if you live in an area that your insurance company has told you, well, your rates are a little bit higher, uh, we cannot offer you sewer backup coverage um, because of the, the amount of water damage claims we've had in that area, um, there are things you can do. Uh, you can install a backflow valve. Now, uh, some insurance companies, after you suffer a loss, uh, they will provide you with a $1,000 towards your claim to install a credit to install a backflow valve. Uh, There are some regions, uh, like, for example, uh, some cities do, if you call the city that you reside in, uh, some cities do offer free installation of a backflow valve. Hmm. Uh, And as long as you provide them with the invoice and it's installed by a certified, uh, approved contractor, uh, the city that you reside in, uh, not all cities, you have to check where you are. Uh, I know that the city of Hamilton uh, is one of the cities that is fantastic for that. Uh, They have a strong relationship with... You know the people that reside in their community, and they're doing everything they can to help people. So I think that was fantastic. The city of Hamilton offers that. So if you live in one of those areas, there are things you can do.
2: So mm-hmm. Hamilton, so you're saying Hamilton offers some kind of credit?
0: Uh yeah. Up until, well, I, I, unless it's changed, but right. I don't think it has. The city yeah. of Hamilton uh, is, if you install a backflow valve. Yeah. Uh, they will provide the reimbursement of that cost. Yeah, I can
1: speak to this because I had one done in my basement. I live yeah. up on the mountain. Right. We, we yeah. were renovating the whole basement. I yes. thought, yeah, why not put yeah. this in? It makes sense. Yeah. So you uh, you know apply for the credit. They say, yeah, go apply ahead for the credit. Yes. You do the work, and Correct. the contractor you know bills the city, and, and yep. I mean, and, the, and, and that can re- how much could it reduce your insurance, Ralph?
0: Well, the thing is, it's not even so much reducing your insurance. You right. do you can get a discount. Some companies mm. offer different discounts. Some you know it's difficult because there's so many different companies right, that offer a right, discount. Right. But you can. Get a discount for that, but uh, you can feel but, safe. that but you're not you feel have your, safe. You know, your house not being flooded. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but the key thing is, you're able to get the coverage. Right. There's some areas, right. unfortunately, right. yeah. they yeah. won't provide sewer backup coverage if you live in an area that has been prone to sewer backup losses. Mm. Right. Now, that being said, even with respect to when you're rating the policy, it, it, to say that somebody's premium would be higher because they live in a geographical area may not be the one thousand percent way to properly you know define that it, whether you if your home is fully updated like if you have a brand new furnace yeah if you if you have 100 amp service uh if you have a new roof uh if you've done all these things to your home that essentially your home is new Right. Uh, insurance companies will reward you with the credits. Right. So it, 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 only when you, if you live in an area that is older and those updates are not there, yes, of course your premium is not going to be the same mm-hmm. as the person mm-hmm. that lives next door to you who has taken the time to invest in their property, to update it to a point which is acceptable to the insurance company, and you can apply for these discounts, and they're there. Because some of the questions that you're asked is, how old is your furnace? Well, if your furnace is 35 years old, you know, th- that's yeah, going to be a yeah, problem. Right. But if you have a brand new, fully installed, high efficiency furnace, you have a brand new roof, you have a brand new 100 amp breaker panel, yeah. all the plumbing is updated, there's no knob and tube wiring, your premium really shouldn't be that different than right. somebody that lives in a brand new neighborhood. <laughs> right. What you come down to is the coverages. Are those coverages available to me? So I think that's the best way to ask the question. It's so a yeah. quick question because
1: yeah. you mentioned, you know, new furnace, new roof, that yeah. kind of thing. I just uh-huh. actually put a new roof on right. my uh, home, or at least re shingled a couple sure. of years ago. Should yeah. I be calling my provider to say, hey, I got a new roof? Absolutely. Okay. Anything you do
0: to your house, you should contact your insurance broker mm. or your insurance provider and let them know some of the things that you've done. Yeah. If you put it in the roof, let them know. They yeah. document the file. And, you know, and uh, th- as much information you give your insurance provider is the key to build a strong relationship with them and they have a good understanding of what you have. Yeah. So this way there's no great area
1: back to the uh, geographical location so how yeah. much different this might be hard to answer but how much different would a would uh, um, a premium be for the north end compared to the lower city compared to the mountain
0: well you know again that's a very difficult question to answer yeah. because you know our industry is
1: coming more and more competitive
0: you know and to say that if somebody lives in on on the mountain or somebody lives in in, in the in the east End or somebody right. lives in the west End or somebody lives a brand new suburb Uh, What it comes down to is being able to qualify for those those discounts that insurance companies offer you. Right. Okay. So, for example, if you have no mortgage, you get a mortgage free discount. If you have a fire, if you have a burglar alarm and you have a fire alarm Mm. hooked up to it, Mm -hmm. you get a discount for that. If you have um, a high efficiency furnace, the policy rates and generates discounts for that. I see. So there's so many different factors, and a lot of it has to do with you as the individual who. Purchase the insurance. So if you're a new home buyer, you're not going to get some of those discounts that, say, for somebody like you, Rick, who's owned the home, let's say, for 20 years, you're going to get those kind of discounts because we have something to substantiate and show that you've been claims free, you've been a, you've been a uh, strong policy holder and your policy has been performing well so you can you can key into a lot of those mm-hmm. discounts. You know, your age is a factor. Yep. You know, if you read a certain age you get a discount. If you have multi policies, if you have your house and your car together with one company, you know, if you have multi if you have vehicles, if you have two cars you get multi vehicle. Hmm. Then if you have multi policy, you get multi policy discounts. <laughs> I'm going through the whole so encyclopedia here. There's yeah. so <laughs> many <laughs> right. but, yeah. but but there's so many things you right. can do. And that's why when somebody asked me, "Well, Ralph, what's the Premium. If I buy a house in in the older part of the city, opposed to me buying a house in a brand new subdivision, yeah. The answer to that question is difficult because there's so many underwriting guideline right. factors that we have to. I have to ask you the questions, right, right? And I have to get into it because we have people that buy homes and they and these homes in some of the old. Like I have to say, our downtown core is becoming what what a place. People are reinvesting in the city. It's nice to see people are buying homes and they're and they're making them new again. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really nice to see. I got a question.
2: Yeah. yeah, so my parents been living in their house for 50, 50 plus years. Okay. Um, now, I, I'm assuming that their insurance insurance company mm-hmm. would update their insurance, but could they, they could they fall behind and say, like, for instance, last time they, you know, mm-hmm. they renewed, and the insurance company mm-hmm. said, "Oh yeah, you know, like five years ago or ten years ago, you know, you're covered up to." Uh, Two hundred thousand. There was mm-hmm. a question mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then, if, if a fire so, burns their house down, mm-hmm. yeah. and their insurance company did not, uh,
0: yeah. is there Update, a due diligence? Having, is there a due yeah. diligence of well, the broker? I think. I think the best way to answer that question is there should always be an open dialogue between you, the homeowner, the client, and your broker or your insurance provider. To let a policy go three years, five years, ten years without a conversation with your insurance provider. That's kind of... That, that's negligent. That, that's ne- ne- I'm not going to say negligence, but you have to take responsibility for right. that. Right. Yeah. You know, anything that we do, like the thing is with insurance policies, a lot of people get them in the mail and they say, oh, here's my insurance, renewal." they write a check, send the check off, <laughs> and they ver- they don't read it. And that's about it. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate, but they don't read it, and I can understand that, you know. Uh, but the thing is that we it, are, things have changed. The insurance industry has changed there're steps that most companies and I know insurance brokers who we all pride ourselves in what we do we constantly try to have a dialogue with our clients so for example if you bought a policy from our office 10 years ago i'm telling you the limit on that home will not be the same as when you bought it 10 years ago for sure. right first right. of all yeah so first of all every homeowner's policy if it's written on a comprehensive homeowner's form uh, there's inflationary factors built into the policy so your your limit on the house itself will increase rate uh, based on the rate of inflation most insurance companies is between 3 and 4% some companies is 5% mm. so every year it'll go up a percentage point or or, or the percentage points that are allocated by that company based on what their inflationary factors are but over and above that the communication with your broker is key so for example you would get a renewal you would get a cover letter with your renewal And it would say, for example, Mr. Golfie, in close, please find your renewal. Uh, Have you made any changes to your home? Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there anything we should know about? Have, For example, have you installed a swimming pool? Because we need to know. Because there's a liability extension you need to put on your homeowners to say that you have a swimming pool. Have you put an addition on your home? Are you doing any renovations to your home? So these kind of conversations and these kind of dialogues should happen during the policy period. Now, can it happen? Absolutely it can happen. It can happen when the... Uh, client or the homeowner, they get they get complacent, and yeah. it's not their fault, we're all busy. Mm-hmm. We all have busy lives, we're all running around chasing our kids, bringing them to hockey and bringing them to things, and sometimes we just get the renewal in the mail, we write the check and we yeah. move on. But take a step back and just take a few minutes of your day, read your policy, make sure that you understand what you have, if there's something you don't understand. Call your broker, call your insurance provider, because I can assure you they'd be more than happy to help you.
1: We're going to take a, a quick break here on yeah. the Hamilton Real Estate Show when we come back. More from uh, Ralph Vitello of Tripemco Burlington Insurance Group in Stony Creek. And of course, Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. Call them today at 905 575 7700. We're back right after this. Uh-huh. Let me go. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Zamprin in studio with Rob Golfi, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. Also with us, Ralph Fatello of Tri Pemco Burlington Insurance Group in Stony Creek. Call Rob today at 905 575 7700. RobGolfi.com is the website. All over Twitter and Instagram at Rob Golfi. And check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page. Don't forget if you have a question for a future program, you can email your question to questions at com questions at com. everything you wanted to know about your home insurance policy and maybe were afraid to ask but probably didn't know recovering it uh, here today um one thing that I-, I do want to touch on again was the closeness to fire departments the closer you are the better the rate or the better the premier the safer you are
0: Well, insurance rates, again, and anything that you're rated for, whether it's life insurance or auto insurance or homeowner's insurance, there's many factors that contribute to the rating, the way we come up with a premium the insurance companies use. So basically, uh, if you live, and some insurance companies are different, Hmm. but that magic number seems to be that 8-kilometer range. If you live within 8 kilometers of a responding fire hall, a full-time, Fire hall. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. So, for example, and that's how insurance companies and how far away the fire hydrants are away yeah, three hundred yeah. meters. So these kind of things, insurance companies rate for, and they classify them as fire hydrant, fire hall protected areas. Okay. So there's a premium factor that's allocated for that. Then there's different ways we rate. So for example, if you live outside, if you live in a rural area, and you're and you're well beyond that eight kilometer responding from right. from a, mm-hmm. a full time paid fire department their premiums will reflect that. Hmm. Uh and also with respect to fire hydrants, those are keys as well. Um if these are just factors insurance companies they have to rate for yeah. because you know the probability that you know, if you live in a rural area and, you know, if,
1: if it's going to take... A,
2: there's a higher chance the house is burn down. There's a higher chance the yeah. house
1: is going to burn right. down because the, the fire department just can't get there. Yeah. From you know? a real estate standpoint, though, Rob, are mm-hmm. people, when you're bringing them around to, to show homes, they're not really looking at, you know, how close am I to a fire hall or a fire hydrant. No, right?
2: they, they, they know that uh, people know when they're looking in a rural area that... Uh, there's not fire hydrants around, yeah. and you know, like basically, mm-hmm. and and a lot of times, like like Ralph says, they're they're not full time fire departments right. there. They're they're they volunteer, volunteer, firefight- volunteer mm-hmm. firefighters. Mm-hmm. So it just. Um, you know, they understand that, and mm-hmm. hopefully it's an updated house that mm-hmm. doesn't need a lot of uh, work, and mm-hmm. go from there.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's so many questions, like the underwriting guidelines, they're, they're there, and they're there for a reason, because yeah. they help us generate premiums and it uh, assists the insurance companies to gather information when they ask you these underwriting questions and charge, again, a relative premium that should be allocated for the exposure
1: that they're asking them to cover. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Are rates affected by the type of construction
0: Yes, they are. Again, okay. that falls under underwriting guidelines. So, you know, you know, that would more be a commercial okay. risk ex- exposure question. Yep. Because residential homes, uh, we you know again underwriting guidelines come into play. We ask the questions, you know, how old is your home? Mm-hmm. Is your house brick? You know, houses are framed, so is it brick veneer? Is it siding? Is right. it stucco? These questions fall in there, and that helps us determine the replacement cost value of your sure. home. Okay, okay. Uh, but on the commercial side of things, which I am, uh, I'm specialized in commercial insurance, and that is a key factor with respect to pricing. If it's if the if it's a non combustible building, the rate is Generally, like if it's a fire-resistant building with concrete walls and concrete floors and concrete roof, mm-hmm. the premium is a lot lower than if we're insuring a, a frame wood joist building. Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, here's here's a thing uh, in insurance. I just went and uh, visited a house um, that they're putting up for sale, and mm-hmm. um, the homeowner they bought the house. They took possession October of last year, mm-hmm. and but now they're because it took you know the, the the length of time from the day that they purchased it when it was built and they were able to move in he had a job transfer so they didn't move into this house and the house is vacant and i asked him i go um i go do you do you does your insurance company know that the house is vacant he goes no i said you better let him know because if this house burns down mm-hmm. And something happens, yes.
0: yeah. If it's if uh, if you know that your property is going to be vacant for more than thirty consecutive days, you need to notify your insurance carrier. Uh, you contact your broker, contact your insurance person, let them know the policy needs to be noted. If it's going to be unoccupied for more than thirty days, the policy wording will change. Mm. Coverages will be removed from the policy. Uh, because now the it's vacant and there's a higher uh, chance, a higher probability of a claim occurring.
2: Yeah, because yeah, because they wouldn't know if there was a flood in the house. Absolutely. Right. The water would keep running and running and destroy the house, right? right?
0: So, yeah, if you know you're going to go away for... You know, it does happen. We have some clients that are uh, snowbirds, and they'll go away. Sure, yeah. And uh, they'll go away to Florida, and, you know, their house is... They have somebody that watches their home, but we need to notify the insurance company and let them know. If you know your house is gonna be unoccupied for more than 30 days, it's just a simple phone call. Mm. Call your broker and say, my house is gonna be unoccupied for more than 30 days. Uh, uh, Please note the file. And what happens after those 30 days, the insurance company, your broker, will reach out to you, get a hold of you, see if you're back in the property. Mm -hmm. If you're not back in the property, then the insurance companies, what they do is they issue an endorsement. And it's called a vacancy permit, which basically says to you as the homeowner, we now know that your home has been unoccupied for more than 30 days. We've endorsed your policy, so we know what we're insuring. However, when the issue of vacancy permit, uh, there's some coverages that are removed, and one of them would be, like, for example, there's certain coverages or sewer backup sure. coverage. That would be one of them. I, yeah. So, But the thing is, is that with respect to that, there's something that you know it has to be discussed. If you do not notify your broker or your insurance company that your house has been vacant for more than 30 days and you suffer fire loss or a water damage claim, unfortunately, uh, you're not gonna have coverage. Wow. Re- re- yeah.
2: Regardless, when I go away, even if it's two or three days and I know nobody's gonna be home, I shut the main water valve off in the house. Yeah, I, it's, it's out, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it never happens. When, when, when the water blows in your house, it never <laughs> happens when you're home. No, it no. always yeah, happens when you're always away. Always when you're away. Yeah, and I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, like there was a story mm-hmm. uh, years ago, um, uh, like probably 15 years ago, maybe more, mm-hmm. uh, we we had our um, washer and dryer. It's on the main level, wa- laundry level, uh, main mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm hearing, like, this, like, shh, Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, this sound. I'm going, yeah. what is that? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going downstairs. I'm like, oh, my God. The whole main floor is full of water. Oh, wow. The downstairs mm-hmm. loaded with water. Yeah, wow. Just mm-hmm. damage. And I was, oh, my, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And, and then the washer hose
0: mm-hmm.
2: blew. Like, it just... Yeah. So you should always replace your washer hose. This is uh, from experience. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. Buy, I buy the best washer <laughs> yeah, hose. Buy and, the best you don't one, don't buy on the one. Don't yeah. buy the cheap one. Don't buy the cheap one. I mean, the
1: alternative yeah. is thousands of dollars in damage for absolutely. a hose that's yeah. going to cost. Yeah. 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 Like,
0: like, like they say, you get what you pay for. You get right. what you pay yeah. for. And again, yeah. you know, and it's so... And a lot of people... You know, I'm not saying that people mindfully do this. But they do it on purpose. But they just forget. Yeah. You know, our yeah. lives are busy and things happen. And, you know, I know that people... They're just so busy in their lives and they'll forget to make that call. Mm. You know, and if by calling your broker again, your policy gets amended, there's certain coverages that are removed. Uh, It's noted the vacancy permit is issued. In some cases, some insurance companies charge an additional premium Hmm. for that vacancy permit to be issued. But it's something that needs to be done. You can have peace of mind knowing that if if your house was to catch on fire while you were away, unfortunately. You're covered. And then you're covered and you have that peace of mind. You want to play it. safe for sure.
1: Uh, Is mold covered under certain situations and is there a limit for mold
0: damage? Okay. So, you know, that's a question I get a lot and the insurance company has come a long way with respect to mold now this is the best way to answer the question if it's a maintenance issue the answer would be no okay. uh... if the mold uh... is created due to an insured peril then the mold would be covered um, so an example best example i can give and it happens very commonly uh, you know, a two story home, mm. you have that you have that shower on the ensuite shower off the master bedroom. Right. Yeah. We've had some claims over the years where a slow leak occurs behind the wall in one of the pipes. Mm. And it's just a slow drip and it happens, it happens over a two, three month period. And before you know it, the bottom ceiling falls out because the water is there. And now so the the client calls in, we, we send out the uh, the restoration company, they go in and they start looking and they'll notice mold. That mold in that area, because it's caused by a resulting peril that's covered, mm-hmm. then that mold would be covered. Mm. So that's an ex- that's the best way to answer it. You know, mold a lot of times happens because of maintenance. Right. Uh, and unfortunately, no insurance policy can cover that because it, it's just a time frame. It's too hard to measure how long mm-hmm. it's been there. And they can measure how long it's been there because they can determine... You know, look, if something's been leaking, like, for example, uh, a lot of times mold in basements, for example, water seepage, which is already an exclusion under your policy, Mm. um, that, yeah, so if you have a crack in your foundation and the water comes through a crack, okay, which is called seepage, and the water comes behind the drywall in your finished basement and it's sitting there for a long time, first of all, that mold's not going to be covered because it's not an insured peril. Right. And the resulting damage of that seepage through that basement wall wow. is not covered <laughs> because of the fact that seepage is not an insured peril. Right. However, that being said, there are so many different coverages now that are available. Homeowner's coverage has evolved over the last couple of years. There's so many different types of products you can buy. You know, sewer backup, please check your policies to make sure you have sewer backup coverage. Mm -hmm. Please make sure some companies provide this. Now, most companies do. It's called overland water, okay? Okay. Overland water, uh, the best way to define it is if the water accumulates on an area that is normally known as a dry spot, and the water just accumulates and comes into your home... Mm Then that would be covered hmm. because just a pure water coming in your home, right. like a heavy, torrential like a like okay, a heavy, heavy torrential, torrential rainfall. Yeah. Yeah, okay, right, right. yeah. Um, and these are things. If you don't, if you don't understand your, the way it's written on your policy, c- contact your insurance broker. Yeah. Or your insurance provider, and they can fill you in. Right. Like I said earlier, uh, water is the new fire. And unfortunately, these are the majority of claims that are being paid today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and under sewer backup coverage, it's not just we cu- as septic tanks. Those are covered under sewer backup. Like if okay. you have a sub-pump that fails, sewer backup coverage picks up that, that exposure.
2: I, I, I've got a question here. and I'm not sure if you can answer this. So okay. for instance, uh, we put up a house for sale. Uh, we sell it. Mm-hmm. And the new homeowner goes in
0: mm-hmm.
2: and finds out that there is uh, mold behind in the paneling downstairs.
0: Wow! Like,
2: okay. who's liable for that? Like, can they? Well, can, can, do they go to to the, their current insurance company? The new homeowner, yeah. Or does the insurance company go after the previous owner and say, "Hey,
0: like"? So that would be something that our your new insurance policy for that location would not respond to. That's a pre-existing condition. That's mm-hmm. something that was there prior to purchasing the home. Right. Unfortunately, your insurance company can't do anything. Right. However, uh, you know you have to take a couple steps back. When you buy a home, you trust that the home inspection was completed by a certified, qualified home inspector. That they would look for these things. You know, if you if you if you buy a home and that if that uh, condition is there, that it has to pass home inspection. Um, you know, make sure that all these things are looked at. Yeah. Uh, technology, with in respe- with respect to this area, has advanced so much over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, they can put a pinhole in a basement wall and determine if there's moisture back there. Wow! They have infrared systems that can see if there's moisture. Right. So there's so many things that you have to look at when you're purchasing a home, and then when you become the homeowner. Hmm. Um, so hopefully oh. that. No, um, oh, that, that answers yeah. it. That's
2: actually, yeah. The, yeah I, I, I was trying to figure out who yeah. covers that. So yeah. nobody covers it, really.
0: Really, so, yeah, because so yeah. So you, you have to
2: go after the previous yeah, owner.
0: Be yeah. mindful in anything that you, in, in anything that you purchase, yeah. including a home. Rob, you've been a real estate agent and uh, yeah. a very good one for a very long period of time. I appreciate the endorsement there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's unfortunate, but sometimes these things do happen. Uh, and you know, if I can just say. I don't want people to be afraid of their insurance policies. Mm-hmm. I think most people are, right? Yeah, I think they are. And, you know, uh, and I understand that people sometimes get inundated with these commercials. Boy, do I have a deal for you. I'm going to save you 10%, 15% off your insurance. <laughs> right, yeah. And every time you turn on the TV, you're watching the Super Bowl, you're watching all these commercials on insurance. <laughs> and you see
2: this little frog talking. <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: which, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, and what's happened is, is that unfortunately household expenses have come to the point where we really don't have a lot of choice with a lot of our expenses. Sure. You really can't argue how much you pay for your property taxes or your heat or your electricity yeah. or the maintenance of your home or your groceries. Now, there's certain things you can do to allocate those expenses. Maybe you can shop at a different store mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. maybe you can buy or maybe you can upgrade your furnace so your heating costs are lower or put in new windows in your home to keep your heating costs low. These are certain things you can do, but ultimately you're limited. So the one thing that I find being a broker for 28 years is that the, the sole item on their expense line that people feel they have some control over is their insurance. Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I and it's add, your biggest investment too, right? So I, you better right. protect it. Yes, yeah. that is
0: correct. That's a true statement yeah. at, at the end of the day. But don't always think of cutting your cost for insurance. Make sure you have the right policy in place. Right. And understand that your policy is only as good as your review with your broker Mm -hmm. and the premium that you're paying. If you're going in for that cost effective, keep my price low, that's fine. You can do that, but you also have to do your due diligence and understand who you're insured with, what coverages you have, and what your expectations are from when your policy. And and when it, something happens, you know and have that confidence that if something happens at 2 o'clock in the morning and you need to call that 24-hour emergency number on your policy, mm-hmm. A, they're going to respond, and B, coverage is going to be in place. Yeah. So take that extra time, read it, and uh, and don't be so... It's good to be price sensitive. Yes, I fully understand that. But make sure you have the right coverages in place.
1: The last thing as a homeowner you want to have happen is something to happen, and yeah. you kick yourself because you don't yeah. have the policy that you know you, you should have done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right? Like there's some companies that uh, that offer sewer backup coverage, let's say, but they have sublimits. Okay, so for example, they may say we're only going to give you fifty thousand dollars worth of sewer backup coverage, and your deductible is twenty five hundred dollars. Mm. Okay, for sewer backup. Mm-hmm. Now your premium would reflect that. Now, you, can ha- you should have a policy that covers you for full policy limits with respect to sewer backup. And maybe take a look and see if these companies offer that overland water right. uh, coverage that is so important today. You know, there was a time that that coverage was not available. You know? Yeah. Uh, and look at your policy for water damage coverage. They break it down in categories. You Water damage. You know, some companies say any type of water damage is $2,000 deductible. Uh, but that's okay because you have the coverage. Mm-hmm. So one of the most... Common claims that we have uh, this winter, we've been fortunate, but winters past, we've had a lot of ice damming. For example, where a lot of snow accumulates on the roof line of your home, hmm. and you know, we have this this heat wave all of a sudden, and you have two feet of snow on your home. Where's the water going to go? <laughs> you know, yeah, and it comes, it's going down, and it's, down <laughs> and it's coming straight through. Yeah. And if you're fortunate enough, if you read your policy and you ask the questions, you'll have that coverage on your policy. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, the deductible is so high only because of the amount of claims that have been paid. Yeah. And the damage that's caused by ice damming, it, it can be quite costly. It's very expensive.
1: We're up against another break when we come back. How much yeah. liability protection do we need? We'll get into that with Ralph Fatello of Tripemco Burlington Insurance Group in Stony Creek and Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. We're back with the Hamilton Real Estate Show next on AM 900 CHML.
2: Life used to be so hard
1: Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfe, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Ralph Fatello of Tripemco Burlington Insurance Group in Stony Creek is also with us. Hey, you can get a hold of Rob today at 905-575-7700. Robgolfi.com is the website. robgolfi.com dot com at Rob on Instagram and Twitter and check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page. Today's topic, everything you wanted to know about your home insurance policy that you didn't know Robbie had a question for Ralph
2: yeah um, we were talking about this on a, uh, an episode uh, one or two ago and we are we live in a, in a pretty nice area where there's no hurricanes no tornadoes mm-hmm. no <laughs> earthquakes mm-hmm. no you know what we see in the US mm-hmm. and all these disasters, disasters like you know disasters. mudslides <laughs> you know forest fires mm-hmm. Ralph yes if there was a major
0: earthquake yeah is everybody insured? Unfortunately, the answer to that question is no. 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 So earthquake. So, so you have to. A- so let's talk the about earthquake because earthquake is something that's so important. Mm. Um, fortunately, we live in an area that is not as prone to some areas an earthquake as like some places in the United States are. Earthquake coverage: a majority of homeowners policies do not have it. Okay. The reason being is because it's expensive, and a lot of people won't pay the premium. Uh, It's difficult to give you a percentage or to give you an additional premium cost for earthquake coverage because it all depends on the provider Mm. and the type of policy that you have in place right now. Mm. Earthquake coverage is expensive, and it's based on a certain percentage of your total gross premium. Mm. So in some cases, I'll give you an example. These are just numbers. Uh, If you're paying $700, $800 a year for your house insurance policy, the earthquake endorsement could be a third of the cost of your homeowners policy. Wow! Right?
2: What, now, yes. Okay. So that's
0: earthquake. Earthquake. So tornadoes. Uh, that those are th- th- that those fall in the policy wordings. That's that's like, covered, of that, course. That's co- like, yeah, well, okay. because you, uh, you have a ho- if you have a comprehensive homeowners policy. Okay. There's different policies. Some pe- there's and, and not too many people have these type of policies anymore for homeowners. Thank goodness. But you can buy a fire and EC policy, and most brokers. They don't even sell that anymore.
2: Fire, EC, media. fire and extended coverages. Okay, great.
0: Uh, but if you haven't, if you have a comprehensive homeowners policy with sewer backup, you put on these nice endorsements like Overland Water uh, to protect you from water. Uh, those items that you're talking about, like flood and heavy will rain, uh, you know, trees falling on people's houses and mm-hmm, people's mm-hmm. cars, those are those are occurrences that are covered. And I'm glad you asked that question because it's so important that people, just to break it down to some things that people are not so mindful of, every homeowner's policy has sublimits, special conditions of their policy. Mm. So for example, uh, if you are a person that likes to bicycle and you have an expensive expensive, uh, $10,000 bike, okay? And if you automatically think that ten thousand dollar bike is covered if somebody steals it out of your garage, that is not the case. Most homeowners policies, all of them, have special conditions, right. Special limits for homeowners. Hmm. So for for, spe- for for jewelry, for cash, for boats, uh, for items like this, even firearms. You know, hmm. people that have firearms. You know, they're not an automatic coverage under your home. Interesting. Uh, so it's important that you familiarize with this. If you have a student away at college or university. Uh, you've notified your insurance broker. To advise them you have a student away. We can extend liability, and most policies offer a coverage. Uh, you know, some of them are ten thousand. Some of them are a little bit lower, but mm. generally they're about ten thousand dollars. We offer for away a student away from home with you know a laptop computer, their sure. own personal belongings, and these are important things for you to know. Uh, one other thing is home-based businesses.
2: Right. that That is
0: good. Okay. A lot of
2: people operate salons. Yeah. They operate Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So now, home-based businesses, don't be afraid to let your insurance broker or your insurance provider know that you have a home-based business. The insurance premiums for home-based businesses, they've been put together with, truthfully, you, the client in mind. They're affordable. They're not that costly. Mm-hmm. They're an endorsement to your home. Uh, it's broken into categories. Most insurance companies have two or three categories. Most have three categories. Right. And based on the category that you're in, a premium is generated. Obviously there are some restrictions, you know, you can't do any business. Uh, you, can, you have to have Canadian sales only, uh, no US exposure, uh, and there you know, certain conditions like no manufacturing or anything like that. But there are three categories you can fall into, and in some categories you can buy professional liability. Onto that too. So, for example, if you're operating a hair salon out of your home, mm-hmm. you have that coverage for your business, and you also can buy professional liability if you're a barber or a hairdresser right. and stuff right, like that. Right? Yeah,
2: because you, if you have somebody walking on your property yes. and they slip and they find yeah. out it's because of business, it'll you may, be you, it, you'll be it'll be excluded. It'll be excluded. That's it'll right. be excluded. Yeah.
0: So, for those of you that have a home-based business. Don't be, uh, don't be, a, don't be afraid of mm-hmm. the. You think it's going to be an enormous cost to add that endorsement to your policy? Because truthfully, it's not, yeah. and it's, it gives you that peace of mind.
1: We got about a minute left in this segment. I do want to ask: so, how much liability protection do yeah. we need? And I guess the short answer is, it's different for everybody.
0: It's different for everybody. It's different on your comfort level as well. But to be truthful with you, the a million dollars today is not what it was five years ago. Right. Uh, so most people today, uh, I I don't personally sell anything less than two million. Right. Uh, on a homeowners, uh, most homeowners policies generally, if you if they have a million. But uh, most brokers, independent insurance brokers and insurance providers would recommend what if
1: you come in at a million dollars, we'll make a rec- recommendation for you to purchase two million. All right. One more break. And when we come back more with uh, Ralph Fatello from Tripemco uh, Burlington Insurance Group in Stony Creek and Rob Golfie, sales representative with Raymax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Coming up next, more of the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. One last go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team, and Ralph Fatello of Tripemco Burlington Insurance Group in Stony Creek. Today we're talking about everything you wanted to know about your home insurance policy that you didn't know. And there's some in, uh, some eye-opening moments here on the program. Uh, so many people probably complaining that their insurance premiums have gone up and uh, insurance companies are making boatloads of money. So what gives? <laughs> well,
0: Rick... I I can honestly say that I get asked that question so many times, okay. and I answer that question the best way that I can. Ultimately, at the end of the day, yes, it's true, the insurance companies are are, prof- are profitable, hmm. but you need them to be profitable, because if you have a catastrophic loss, you can have the peace of mind knowing that they're able to write that check and put your property back the way it was before. Right. You need to have the financial strength, and you know, at the end of the day, they need to make their profits in order for them to pay claims.
2: So we should be happy when we hear <laughs> the insurance company yeah. has made billions of dollars. We'll you okay.
0: know, <laughs> you know. Keep in mind that it, you know. The other thing too is what most people don't realize is that they keep it so singular, like it's about just themselves. Right. Well, they hold so many policies. You Know hundreds and hundreds of thousands of policies they hold, yeah. So they need to be profitable and they need to be able to have those money in reserves mm-hmm. in order to pay claims. Yeah. Well, and we're lucky in Canada because we have some great insurance companies, yeah. we're actually very fortunate. We have companies that stand behind their products. You know, I'm not, I can name them all, but I won't because of time yeah. constrictions. But yeah. fantastic companies, they support their brokers, they support their clients. They're there for you when they need them, yep. and they'll they'll write the check when they need to write the check.
1: And when there's a catastrophic incident that affects many people, Fort McMurray fire, for Absolutely. example. Absolutely, you know, you, I, you know
0: what, you know, it's a, what a what a what a what a sad uh, event that was. And you know, my heart, our hearts go out to everybody that's there that has suffered. Uh, but the thing is, is that the insurance companies. Uh, if you want an example on how insurance companies respond and and meet their financial obligations mm-hmm. and take care of people, mm-hmm. that's an example because the insurance industry should be con- con- commended for what they've done there. It was no just amazing.
1: That. Here's this question, uh, will my premiums go up if I make a claim?
0: The answer to that question is yes. and uh, The reason being is that your policy is loaded with discounts and if your policy has a discount for claims-free. If you have a claim on your homeowners, uh, usually, the average discount on a homeowner's is if you if you just itemize it out, it's about ten percent. Hmm. So, if you have a claim, your policy will go up.
1: Okay, what level of additional living expense coverage do we need? Uh, all homeowners policies that are written on a
0: comprehensive form, comprehensive homeowners policies. They all have sublimits. So back in the back in the day, policies were written differently. Now they're pretty much written as package policies, all of them. So a comprehensive policy. So if you have a million dollar home, twenty uh, percent of that limit is allocated for additional living expenses. Hmm. So if you become displaced because of a fire or a flood, you can't live in your home. The insurance company will pay up to twenty percent of additional living expenses while you're away from so your you home. So you either have to stay
2: at a hotel or yeah. rent a house. Or rent a house or, or, a or re- if you stay with somebody. Built, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now understand that the insurance company pays up to that amount. It's a usable amount. Right. They're not just going to write you a check for $200,000. Right. 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 They're going to pay you and put you in a reasonable uh same type of life condition that you were in prior to the loss right.
1: now can that be utilized if you're staying with family so you yes, need it for, for yes, it, yes it can absolutely okay.
0: yes yes it can because the cost of staying at a hotel the, the it's 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 relevant right? right so it's the same thing so okay, I can so yeah.
2: charge so I can charge my cousin ten thousand dollars a month rent for my basement <laughs> no you
0: no it has to be reasonable it has okay. to be a fair and reasonable expense well it's a nice basement yeah <laughs> it's, re- it's reasonable to rub it's reasonable yeah no it has to be fair and reasonable to and then the insurance co- the insurance companies are fair yeah. they're fair yeah. with everyone it has to be fair and reasonable and you know they're not gonna you know they're not gonna put you in a situation where you're living uh, in, in different means than mm-hmm. what you were right. and, and not less means but equivalent means yeah.
1: okay we got two minutes you got a yeah. question about the tree
2: Yeah. yeah. yes yes so um, about five years ago we had a huge storm a lot of trees right, tilt- right. tipped over Sure. so I saw this one house the tree hit the house I saw that damage was repaired quickly on the house. Yes. But the tree was on this guy's property for the whole summer. Wow. <laughs> so why did it take him so long? Like, And it looked like he was doing it himself. Yeah. Now, uh, are, are you insured for trees?
0: Uh, well, yes, obviously. If a tree falls on your home uh, and you have a comprehensive homeowner's policy and your tr- a tree falls on your home, of course it's covered. Uh, now, the fact of whether or not... The insurance company removed the tree, or who's responsible for the tree? I think that's where you're getting at. Right. Uh, it could be. It could be that that homeowner needed the wood, because there was a claim I had a few years ago where a tree fell on somebody's home. He has a wood burning stove. No, th- no,
1: no, this no, guy did
0: and not. And he wanted the tree, so that's that's another answer no, to no, your this question. Guy did not need the wood.
1: Maybe he had a fireplace. <laughs> yeah, maybe no, he had no, a fireplace. No, no, no
0: but no. I don't know. There's no. legalities there. I'm not sure. <laughs> it all depends on it all depends on the situation. Right. I can say that if a tree falls on your home, uh, Rob, I'm covered on you're, the home. you're covered on the home. But what about and the, 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 and the, the removal of the, assured, of the tree? Well, if there's a tree hanging on your on your house, we're going to remove that tree. Okay. Now, if there's any type of subrogation. Um, uh if there's uh if there's an area in which the insurance company they will look into and they will look and see if there's anything they can subrogate against if there was a tree that was if your homeowner next door uh you know had a tree that was old and he's been asked to remove it by the city and mm-hmm. hasn't removed it uh, that falls into different categories and different legalities. Uh, the insurance company may opt to, to, to do something, right. but in most cases their main priority is to take care of you, of the homeowner, put you back in the same financial position you were prior to the loss, and make sure that you're happy when they leave you. we
1: got to right. run we're out of time, but before we let you go, Ralph, maybe give us a website phone number where people can get a hold of you.
0: Well, they can get a hold of me at my office uh, any any time. Uh, my number is 905 Twenty-two sixty-six, And you can reach me by email at rvitello at tripemco.com with any questions that you have. Uh, We're a full-service independent brokerage. Uh, We've been in business since March of 1983. We pride ourselves in uh, being involved with our clients and being involved in our community. And uh, I hope you enjoyed today's show, and if there's anything we can uh, answer for you, please let us know. Don't tell them about your favorite real estate agent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we got to run. Ralph, thanks for joining us. Rob, thank you once again. We're back next Saturday morning at 9 right here on AM 900 CHML.